Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rosecast. Today, Dr. Sarah Rose is joined again by her client, Bob, to discuss his feelings of loneliness since the death of his wife. Join us as they follow up and further discuss how he's feeling. Stay tuned. Welcome to another episode of Rosecast. This is your host, Dr. Sarah Rose. In a moment, I'll be speaking with my client, Bob, a few months after our last podcast. If you heard the earlier podcast, you'll remember that Bob had recently lost his wife, and although he's still working, he'll soon retire. The grieving process has a different timeline for each person, but Bob's struggle has been complicated by a sense of loneliness. His wife had initiated most of their social interactions, as what happens in a lot of marriages. And Bob doesn't know how to make new friends, and he feels uncomfortable with couple friends that he and his wife used to socialize with. Not only does losing friends affect one's sense of well-being, it can also take a serious toll on one's health. He continues to live in the house they shared, but he finds it a burden more than a comfort. I'd like to remind you that social isolation and loneliness are two factors that particularly affect seniors, especially those who have lost spouses or other family members or close friends. In fact, the most recent census reveals that 11 million, or 28% of those 65 or older, live alone. While living alone does not inevitably lead to social isolation, it is a predisposing factor. In the United States, 10,000 baby boomers turn 65 each day, and aging baby boomers compromise over 20% of Charlotte, North Carolina's population. A rising trend is expected to continue for the foreseeable future. Feelings of loneliness can negatively affect both physical as well as mental health. According to the University of Chicago, extreme loneliness in old age increases the chances of an early death by 14%, nearly as much as socioeconomic disadvantage or twice as much as obesity. Loneliness in seniors is a major risk factor for depression which can lead to suicide. Suicide statistics show that older white males commit suicide at the highest rate of any other demographic in the United States. Come with me now and let's check in with Bob and see how he's doing. Bob, it's been a few months since we spoke. How are things going? Well, I guess everything is okay, but I still feel down in the dumps. I've reconciled the reality of my wife's death, but this feeling of being rudderless really weighs on me. With the proceeds of my wife's insurance policy, I could retire right now if I wanted to, but my life would then become so unstructured that I don't know what I would do. Well, what were your plans for retirement before your wife got sick? We talked a lot about traveling. Neither of us had ever been outside the United States before, and we talked about the cities in Europe that we'd like to visit and possibly even a trip to the Far East. 
Although I've never traveled internationally, when I was in the service, I spent time in several different states, and I'd like to revisit uh, some of those. In particular, I remember Fort Ord in California and Fort Benning in Georgia, and I'd like to see those places again. Once you retired, are those still destinations you'd like to visit? Yes, but I think traveling, them to, traveling to them alone is pitiful. Without a companion to share the sights and stories with, I think I'd just as soon stay at home. Well, why is that? Well, I, I guess it's because I never really traveled alone, and I wouldn't know what to do. Finding hotels, choosing restaurants, structuring the day's activities are the things my wife did. I guess I could figure them out, but it sounds as though that wouldn't be a lot of fun. Well, you know, you can always go to a travel agency, or AAA offers services for planning travel with a group if you don't feel like going by yourself. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, but I really don't need, I really don't know how to meet anybody, and I would like to travel with someone. And quite frankly, I have no interest in joining an online dating service. Do you have other suggestions? Well, you know, I think this is something that you're going to have to get comfortable with. It's a whole different way of life. You were married and you were used to the companionship, and now that you're alone, it's just, uh, it's just a new way to live your life. So I think if you start feeling comfortable with some friends that you might have, do you any, have any men that are your friends with? Not particularly. Most of the people I know, I know through work, and gosh, the bank where I work has been through so many mergers and changes and downsizing and stuff like that that a lot of the friends that I knew earlier on have gone off to different careers. So I really don't know any male friends, especially anyone who's retired and would have the time. Do you uh, have any religious preference? Do you go to any church or anywhere like that, any synagogue or any place like that? Well, off and on, we have. We belong to a um, Presbyterian church. But since my wife died, I really haven't had any interest in going. We had her service there, and going back to the church kind of brings all that back. So I'm just not quite ready to relive that experience. Well, I can certainly understand that. I think that uh, some of the bigger churches in Charlotte would offer maybe a men's breakfast or some kind of group that you might find that you like to go to because it's already planned and all you do is just show up and you never know who you might sit beside that they have some interesting hobbies and things that you might be interested in. Well, I could consider that. I mean, I know a lot of the churches do have men's groups and such like that. Um, I guess it's just really pushing myself. And, and at the moment, I just don't feel like pushing myself. Well, I think that also part of this could be that you're still in the grieving process. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to lose someone that you've loved for so many years. And how long were you all married? We were married for 38 years, which is a long time. Well, you're still, you're still in the grieving process, so it's all right for you to, uh, you know, acknowledge how painful this is. But at some point, I would encourage you to, uh, to start getting a little confidence and start feeling um, that you can do this. It's something you do have to push yourself to do. I've even told people sometimes if you go somewhere, 
drive, don't go with anybody. And if you don't like it, just get up and leave. I mean, there are no rules about this. Well, of course, that's one of the advantages of being retired, or when I retire, because I will have the time to do it. Right now, working, it's basically weekends, and of course, weekends are cutting the lawn and you know that sort of thing. Well, I know it's hard to uh, make time for uh, for people when you're still working, and then you have all the duties of your home where you live. So I'm sure that that does add a lot uh, to what you to your uh, responsibilities. But I would encourage you to let the grass grow just a little bit higher and to start observing uh, in the paper or you can go online some of the activities in the area that you just might want to show up for. If you don't like them, don't stay there. Well, that's good advice. What do you think about if I were to retire right away? As I said, financially, I could do it now. I think that would be a good idea so I could really kind of rev up this and, and get going? Well, I think that uh, it would certainly give you more time to find out uh, what you really like. However, I do think that your work gives you structure. Uh, it gives you motivation to get up in the morning, to uh, look to look forward to a day that uh, you will have interaction with people. So for right now, it would probably be better for you to to keep your job and just start reaching out little by little to what's available. You know, in Charlotte, they have uh, meetup groups. They, they just have all kinds of opportunities. The public library has all kinds of things uh, with different groups, anything that you might have an interest in that you might just show up and some of them meet for just an hour and see if you meet any interesting people at places like that. Well, that's a fair enough idea and kind of ease into this life alone. So maybe I'll follow your advice and continue to work, but also spend my weekends trying to, trying to kind of integrate into society more than I have. I really encourage you to make an effort to get out in, with people. That That's a far more important thing than mowing your grass or cleaning out the garage because the medical research that shows that loneliness and social isolation can be so uh, ne such negative factors on your health and on your emotional well-being. So I encourage you to just push yourself a little bit. Okay. Well, I'll give it a try. All right, and, and I will certainly be interested uh, to hear what happens with that. And remember, it's one day at a time with this. It's something that you're not used to. It's something new. So take it easy. If one day you feel completely overwhelmed, then just decide, I'm not today. I'm just going to sit down and read a book, or I'm going to do nothing. It's a step-by-step -step process. Mm -hmm. So I highly encourage you to just sort of dabble in it, see what you, what you find out there. Remember, it is a process. I don't expect you to find everything that you like right now, but if you keep at it, I'm sure you'll find something. Well, thank you for the encouragement. I, I appreciate that. And it's, you know, we were married for so long. It's, it's really an adjustment. It really is a change of life for me. So... Well, I think change is really hard for just about anybody, mm -hmm. uh, and particularly 
when you're used to a lifestyle and the same home, it's just really difficult. So there'll be a lot of days that you feel like that you don't want to do anything. That's, that's really important. And I really encourage yourself, encourage you not to push yourself. But you can use some of that time to just explore, uh, Google different sites, uh, go by the library or get on their mailing list. There, there are a lot of things you can start doing to gather information. Okay, well, those are good suggestions. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Rose. Uh, any other things you'd like to talk about? Well, that's real. I mean, there are, you know, still a lot of things going on with my wife's death, and the estate isn't entirely settled and such, but, but that's moving forward. I think it's this feeling of being kind of left alone and, and pushed to the side that has really bothered me. Well, uh, this may be a premature question, uh, since your di wife did die so recently, but have you ever thought that you might like to remarry? I thought of it. Um, and, you know, I would. I enjoyed the companionship that my wife and I had. Um, but not now. I, I'm, I'm, it's still too early for me to think about that. Well, you know, uh, that's also about getting out. Uh, you know, a former client of mine met his second wife at a ballroom dancing course. Uh, both of them really enjoyed dancing, and after a few dates, they decided... Uh, they had a connection there. They had a lot in common. Um, a lot of times you can participate in volunteer activities. Uh, that's often a place where widows find companionship, and there are many charities in Charlotte, uh, like Crisis Assistance, that would welcome you to be a volunteer. And also, it's just you can have a lot of fun doing things like that. There are also some... Uh, some classes that focus on the art. Uh, the art museum has different classes and you can belong to their uh, art league. Uh, pottery is often popular. It's a cre it's create, uh, and as well as pop pottery is often popular uh, because uh, pottery is often popular as well as creative writing. And you know a lot of people enjoy getting together and playing bridge. I know that there are some bridge supper clubs. Uh, I know that they play any hour of the day, morning or noon for lunch or, or afternoon. Uh, some churches have bridge groups. Uh, so that might be something you'd like to get into. And you could also, um, there is a place in town called the Shepherd Center that gives different classes on things. You might find that they might teach bridge, but they certainly teach things like IT or, um, or other educational and interesting things that might just uh, give you more knowledge about something, and you would meet new friends there. Well, thank you. Those are certainly good ideas. I did play bridge when I was in college and wasn't really good at it, and I know bridge as a game has changed over the years, but that might be kind of fun to take it up again, take a couple classes, and then maybe... Um, you know, join, join a bridge club or get to know people who play bridge regularly. You know, I think my, you might really enjoy that. Uh, a couple of people that I have had as clients say that they, uh, they don't really play bridge. They just meet and talk to each other and have a good time and laugh, and, and uh, they just have a lot of fun. So I don't think it's a duplicate bridge or a cutthroat bridge. I think it's just for the enjoyment of getting together. So that, and you know, when we do those activities, 
that helps our brain function better. So you get a lot out of that. Well, good. Well, maybe I'll take up bridge again because I did find it a lot of fun when I was in college. Well, I think since you've done that before, that might be something you already could have some confidence in it because exactly you know, because you do know sort of the principles of it, even though a few things changed, the principles of the game are the same. Now, sometimes cruise lines offer good opportunities for mature women, men and women to meet new friends uh, that may develop into relationships if you decide later on that you'd like to take a cruise. And like I said, uh, there are many people that could help you plan that. Uh, so uh, how do you feel about any of the things that I mentioned? Well, I hadn't even really thought about a cruise, but you know, a cruise would mean that I wouldn't have to structure each day. It would mean I wouldn't have to decide on where to go to eat. It would relieve a lot of those concerns that I have, the things that my wife used to do that I'm just not comfortable doing or a little bit reluctant to jump into that. But maybe a cruise would be kind of fun. And I do know there are a lot of you know, either shipboard romances, although I don't think I'm quite ready for that yet. But um, Well, you could just make some good friends because a lot of people that go on cruises together, then they meet after the cruise and review the pictures and laugh and have a good time together, uh, just talking about what they liked on the cruise and just seeing the pictures that they took. And I've known that those groups to go on for several years. So it would be a good place to start to just meet good friends. And a lot of the travel agencies could work with you about where you're interested in going. Well, good. Well, you know, maybe when I do decide to retire, that may be kind of my kickoff. That's what I might plan to do then. I also find that a lot of times around the holidays, they need extra help with... Um, volunteers uh, like the men's shelter or, uh, or just a few extra people to help. So around some of the holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, you might volunteer for something. Again, go online uh, with another church that isn't your church. There are a lot of things that the city of Charlotte uh, might have a need for because this is a special time that they, need, they just need some extra people. Uh, and so you might look into that. Also, uh, we're coming up on a po political campaign. So some of those years, uh, when we're going to be electing new uh, political figures, they welcome volunteers. And you would have, you know, you meet new people, whether you agree with their political affiliation or not, but you're meeting, you're doing things, that type of thing. How do you feel about that? You know, it's interesting. Um, I follow the politics relatively closely, and I'm so disenchanted with all the candidates at this point that I'm not quite sure I could get myself to do that. But, you know, a lot of the other things you brought up are probably good ways of meeting people. Well, I think that I think a lot of us are disenchanted with the whole process, but, you know, it takes a village to try to work toward, uh, you know, something that we would like to happen. Um, and I truly understand your feelings on that. Uh, and you may decide after you uh, retire that there's a hobby that you haven't had time for, uh, a writing class or 
uh, pottery or, or there might be a reading group that you'd like to join. Uh, so there, there are all kinds of groups in town where you could meet single women because they like to show up for, to, they like to learn things, you know, and they, they like to show up too. So uh, I, hope, I hope this has been helpful. What do you, what do you think about what we've talked about? I think a lot of the suggestions are very helpful. The cruise might be something I'd be interested in, and learning more about oh, history and about the arts, I think, would be uh, something I'd like to do, too. So, you know, I think I will follow your advice and stay working a little longer, but on the other hand, I will keep those things in my mind, and as I said, maybe a cruise would be the perfect way to celebrate my retirement. Well, Bob, uh, this is this is sort of trying to find the new you, and it just takes time. Uh, so why don't we meet again in a few weeks? You're a really nice man, and I know people would enjoy knowing you, and you've had a lot of experience with different things. So why don't we meet again in a few weeks to see how things are going? Well, thank you. Thank you for the compliment, and uh, that's, a, that's a good idea. We'll plan a few weeks in to meet again. Thank you. Dr. Sarah Rose has her Ph.D. in psychology. In her role as a counselor, Dr. Rose's objective is supporting and empowering individuals to live healthier, happier lives. She is a licensed professional counselor and national board certified counselor who currently lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, where she operates in private practice. Join us next time as Dr. Rose dives into more exciting topics in the field of wellness and mental health. Next time on Rosecast.